Welcome back to State of Serum podcast. I'm Ben Boutey. And I'm Ad Engstrom. We are really happy uh, to uh, be here to, uh, today. Uh, we asked you on my LinkedIn profile uh, yesterday uh, what would be the best topic for to uh, for the next episode, uh, basically, and to, for us to record uh, today. So the, the poll finished this morning uh, and um, the results are, are We are talking about fatigue and pressure, Matt. Yeah, exciting topic. And I think um, per the usual, we have a little bit of a different point of view, I think, than most marketers are taking on the topic as well. So I think it's uh, super relevant. Um, and, and thank you for everybody who voted. I think like uh, there are definitely interests in a lot of different topics, which we look forward to covering in the future. But this seems to be one that people want to hear about right away. So yeah. excited to talk about it today. So where do we start? Uh, maybe first uh, talking about... What's the difference between pressure and fatigue? Uh, I mean, first statement that is there a difference? And, uh, and uh, for us, uh, and you know that uh, I make a very clear difference between pressure and fatigue. That's not always the case for, for all marketers. So, um, I mean, how do, we, uh, do you want to... Uh, Munchen one uh, and, uh, and I do the other one. Uh, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, exactly to your point, I, I don't know. I'd be interested to actually hear uh, how many marketers or if marketers think about these things differently, or if they think about pressure and fatigue as being the same thing, or if they don't really think about think about it at all. So um, we define pressure as really being the number of messages that a marketer will receive or send out actually, or a customer will receive from a marketer during any given period of time. And this is usually measured in some sort of frequency. So one per week, five per month, 50 per year, whatever sort of time period and frequency you want to mention, that's really pressure. So it's like a hard metric that has to do, that can be measurable, it's mathematic, it's basically a number per given time period. Yeah, that's easy calculation. Yeah. Uh, should be. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Um, okay, and so the fatigue, I mean, what's, uh, what's different with fatigue then? Well, fatigue is a little bit more of a, it's like a, a almost a perception-based concept, right? So it's how a consumer or a, would react to a message or a given number of messages. So fatigue is basically has to do with uh, almost like burnout or irrelevancy of messages. So whereas pressure is is a hard number, that, and this is the one that marketers focus on a lot, is the, is the pressure number, the average frequency. Fatigue is basically how a consumer reacts to the messaging. So it has to do again with burnout. And this is a little bit more difficult to measure, but I think like uh, metrics that you can potentially use would be unsubscribes from your, your email, opt-outs from your database. Um, you know, you can even look at engagement metrics potentially if it's going down, that probably means that your messaging strategy isn't necessarily super relevant. Um, even customer lifetime value, which we know is a little bit more difficult to measure, but if that's decreasing over time, obviously there's other factors that can play into that but fatigue might be something that you would want to look at as as a marketer yeah um <laughs> and uh and basically it'd be great i think to find out a little bit more um you know ben you're pretty passionate about the topic you've done some writing and you speak about it a lot i'd love to hear a little bit more around you know kind of your potentially unique thinking on why fatigue is potentially so important to look at yeah um and just before jumping into that uh, i would just wanted to add the There is another metric that is obvious to measure fatigue. That's a report of spam. I mean, a, a spam report that, yeah, when you get a spam report, you know, that you really push the boundary a little bit too far. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's 
just the obvious sign of the sentiments of your customer uh, and uh, and you need to to avoid that uh, and there are a lot of things to do uh, uh, before uh, getting to this point hopefully you won't get there yeah exactly um so yeah so to summarize what you said that's uh, you 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 well said that pressure is just that's a calculation number of messages in, in a given period fatigue that's complicated to measure and to to appreciate correctly uh, that's a sentiment that's a feeling mm. and every single individual in the database every person in the database will have a different level of fatigue even though they receive the same message and the same number of messages so for a group of people a cohort who receive the same pressure so the same number of messages in the same period all of them can have a different fatigue level so fatigue is is relative to every person how could you even possibly start to to uh, mitigate that or reduce that or how do you even start thinking about it because you can't you can't go around and ask each individual customer what no they and, and 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 you're right saying that uh, there are some proxies and metrics that yeah you can you can follow the unsubscribe pair opens uh, you can I mean follow some metrics, the engagement rates, the, the conversion, the, the how often they come on, the wo- uh, on your website or in your store, they click on your messages, they, they open your SMS, uh, all of that. You, you can measure that mm. uh, uh, as factor or data points uh, to measure the fatigue and maybe do a scoring based on all these data points. The issue is that you will get something different from everyone. Yeah. And you need to have different weights. The the weight from a channel to another for each individual will be will influence the fatigue differently. So that's very, very complex. We are talking about a lot of different touch points, data points, and and uh, and making an analysis, taking action on that is super complex. Yeah, that's why also marketers just sorry, that just that's why marketers rely more on pressure and, and keep looking at the pressure because that's easy to calculate and easy to follow and easy to influence. The other side is complicated. So we have a tendency to go to the side that is uh, easier to, uh, to, to take action on and um, that, then the, the hard part. But uh, yeah, as a marketer, we, ne- we need to, to have that in mind. Yeah, really need to have that in mind. Well, we talk a lot about you know treating each customer as an individual and having empathy for each customer, and which can be difficult, which we've talked about when using big data because you're looking at averages and scores and things like that. And so, um, you know, I think with with pressure versus fatigue, it's sort of like the metrics that you look at rather than sort of focusing on what is the optimal frequency this week for my database to to manage pressure and fatigue it's you know how do we how do we create a, a better marketing campaign that can be relevant to the individual and instead of kind of focusing on how do we prevent over messaging how do we actually create um, marketing that speaks to each individual customer which actually is possible um, if you think about it that way rather than sort of like person X is you know, should receive three messages per week and person Y yeah. should get 10. And, and that's, uh, that's what you mentioned, uh, that what you're saying, that if you think about it, that's possible. But 
the effort and, and you really need to step back to, to see the macro picture of it. Uh, I, I had a discussion this week, I mean, uh, two days ago, three days ago with, with the marketers. The marketer, that's the main goal, one of the goals, uh, at least our mission, was to increase retention. So how, what are the actions to lead customer to repeat purchase, to come back and, and, and uh, install or online to, uh, to increase the number of purchase. Um, all these problematics, and we had this discussion and we are talking about, uh, about fatigue and, and uh, how to manage the number of messages. And at the beginning, that was not so obvious that fatigue management, pressure, ma pressure marketing was linked to the retention. Because retention, number of purchases, how I can analyze cohorts of people who already bought two or three times, mm. and I want them to purchase again so they can go into my super buyer that's by more than six times a year. But all of that is based on the fatigue. The fatigue is behind that, hidden behind that, and not that's not obvious. But let's try to, uh, to get into why I think that it's the key, the cornerstone behind all the goal for the company. Yeah. You, if you take the fatigue, and if you take a message and you, you think and you, you, you think about sending the right message to the right person at the right timing and the right channel. Holy grail of all marketers forever. And that's not for, I mean, that's not a, a random thing that it's a holy grail for everyone. Yeah. The goal is really to send the right message for customer to be happy, to have a message relevant to them, and so they will better engage, get a better relationship with the brand, and repurchase and come back and build this relationship on the long term. And you build that over time. Yeah, that takes time. That it takes time to build it. Um, at the end of the day, and in in the case of company. There is no end of the day. That's an endless game. That's a, I mean, the, the, the company is not shutting down in two months or at the end of the year. That the goal is to keep increasing and, and improving the business year over year. So that's, that's endless. Uh, that's really, you, you don't stop to that. So you build for the future of the company always and always. If you do that and you send the right message at the right time uh, to, the, to the right person, they will come back and, and purchase again and again. Uh, what will influence that in a, in a bad way is not respecting the fact that a customer is not maybe in the market. That's not his timing to purchase right now. And so as a marketer, if the marketer is not thinking about that this way, it will do an average of people who are purchasing again. How many messages are campaign I need to send before they purchase again? And doing average of behavior back on the pressure, because we are talking about the number of messages in, in a given period, um, will lead to bad results because that's achieving your goal as marketers and not being customer-centric. Yeah, That's not being really customer-centric. Because even if your data suggests that, you know, you should frequency cap at three messages per month, 
if those three messages are irrelevant to a proportion of your database, then that means that you're essentially hitting people over and over again with messages that they find to not be relevant, which is actually pretty detrimental to your long-term relationship. To your point, it's, an, it's a longer game. Yeah. To, uh, and, and that's hard to, once somebody has a negative perception of your brand, it's hard to win them back. So that's why I like that, that sort of average frequency as being sort of like a proxy for what everybody in your database might want or not want is so problematic. But it's so confusing because so many marketers still not only rely on that, but advocate for it. And so I think there's this change of thinking that needs to happen. But I would say that there's probably people out there that are saying, okay, it is a long-term game, but I still have to deliver on a sales goal for this month. Or there's a product that's being released and I have to talk about it in market. So, you know, I guess then the question becomes, how do you sort of balance that, like, focus on long-term customer lifetime value, repeat buying and making sure people are coming back to your business with, I have to get hit this goal soon. That, I mean, the, the, um, that's totally fine. That's a, a, every business uh, has, <laughs> everyone has a goal that's uh, time-based and uh, I mean, that can be by the end of the month or the quarter. The only thing that's, you need to, uh, influence to educate internally on the fact that it's a positive loop. If you have a good practice today and maybe miss by being a little bit short on your goal because you promoted this new product that is just to be launched, but to the people who are interested right now into this product, instead of blasting that, sending that to more people with no interest and respecting the fact that they will have an interest, but later on, don't, I mean, don't burn this opportunity for them to come back later because that will be their timing. Respect them. Be customer centric. Being customer centric is respecting the timing of your customer and not being centered on your goal uniquely. And that will benefit the, the global business. And that will benefit that in the long term. And yeah, shifting from not doing that to starting to do it there is a period that is complicated. I mean, that, that's complicated because you need to build, to start to build it and to have done that in the past to benefit uh, from it. Yeah, and I also think too, it's like um, in the short term, there are customers who are going to be in a buying cycle for the products that you're pushing. So if, if, you know, if it's also about like short-term goals, it's making sure that it's not just saying, I have a new shoe everybody is going to want to buy it. I need to make money from this now. It's about that empathy piece where relevancy comes into play, where you could potentially meet those short-term goals by messaging to the customers who are ready to buy now and saying, it's okay that this proportion of my database is not yet ready. Yeah. We can message them later and convert them when the timing is right. So it's sort of like that, the balancing the immediate timing by finding the right people with sort of then that long-term goal and saying, it's okay to maybe not message certain people at all yeah. about this. Yeah, and, and, that's and, fine. And, that's, and that's all of the point. That's yeah. By doing that and avoiding to contact people at all at some time, some period when it's not the right timing, that's better than sending something that will damage yeah. this fatigue, yeah. that will increase this fatigue, that will damage the relationship. And so 
you will be back in this loop of looking at the pressure and that's, oh, did I send too much message? That doesn't matter. When you are sending the relevant message to the right people and the right timing and accepting to not send some communication sometime, then the pressure disappears. That doesn't matter. That's, you don't need to look at how many messages you sent in the last three weeks. Oh, and saying that, oh, I know that, Matt, you have an interest for this new pair of sneakers, but I can't send you this message because you already received five of them and I, I can't send you more than that. Who set this rule? Yeah. If that's relevant to you, you will accept the six, uh, the six message and you will open it and click on it and, and come on the website and visit the, sh- the store if that the invitation is to drive, I mean, the email goal is to drive to store and purchase it. Yeah. And, and you, maybe you will receive 10 this month and that will be fine. And because the content will be different next month, only three will be sent to you and that will be enough. Yeah. And that's, that's I mean, get rid of this pressure KPIs and look. That that's the ultimate goal if you manage the fatigue correctly. Yeah, be customer centric about your approach and and don't look at it as just like these hard metrics that you yeah. need to sort of. And and that's uh, the thing that's I know that everyone listening to us, everyone on the market is talking about being customer centric. Everyone action, every vendor, every solution is to be more customer centric. Yeah, as a marketer, and what most of the marketers are doing is taking customer-centric action and, and project with constraint that's actually put the, the, the final action not customer-centric at all. And that's, retur- I mean, coming back on their issue and coming back on their problem and their business uh, constraint. Yeah. I mean, if you want to keep the customer and build an awesome relationship with your customer, be customer-centric and ask yourself if really the decision you are taking or the, the, the elements you are, the, the KPIs you are looking to to take the decision is customer-centric and reflect the uh, customer-centric approach. Yeah. I think it's tricky though because like um, it's easy to basically use average frequency yeah. or to frequency cap or say we think that based on our modeling, you know, four messages is the right way to go. Like that's an actionable Thing. So I think a lot of marketers or most marketers are taking this approach because it's something that they can actually execute. Um, yeah. But I think what, what, what a lot of people don't realize is actually, you know, and we've talked about this in, in, at length before, like your first party data that you have has the answers in it in terms of what you need to know to get to know your customer to make sure that relevant messaging is delivered to your individual customers within your database. Like the signals are there and there are capabilities you can use to be able to action that. And I think, I don't know if it's like just a lack of awareness that that's possible or if, you know, marketers just aren't, aren't, aren't yet there, but it's just interesting to see that despite the fact that what we're talking about today is completely doable, everybody is still so focused. I don't know how many sales calls we've been on where it's, you know, what's the right average frequency? Can you tell us that? And, and what we have to convince people of is that's not the right way to be looking at it. So yeah, that's not the right question. Yeah, it's that's not, not the right that's question. We don't have the, the yeah, yeah. answer. That's, the question is not correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, and I don't want to provide an answer because I know that providing an answer doesn't lead to anywhere. Uh, and that's 100% with what you said. That's spoiler alert. 
you have nothing to do to collect this data. I mean, all this, the data you, you need to learn that and to, to, to do that, you already have it. That you, you have data, uh, social, de social demographic information about your customer, you have their uh, historic on, on purchase, you have uh, some navigation or visits or touch points, how many times they come, how yeah. do they react to your communication. You have all of that. And that's the mix, the mix of all these data points that will help you to do a real customer-centric approach and, and delivery, actually. And, and yeah, I mean, again, nobody said that it was easy to do. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's the first step. And uh, if there is one takeaway today, that's think when, when you are looking to pressure or fatigue or talking to someone, to your management, to your team, uh, if you are a CMO, uh, head of, of CRM, I mean, CRM director, CRM manager, whether you are talking in your team and that can be your manager, your peers, don't use fatigue for pressure or pressure for fatigue. Just start by thinking about that and trying to educate to, uh, okay, to think about that when you say, okay, what's the pressure? What's, how many, uh, many messages we sent? Uh, what's the fatigue of? Uh, no, so how many messages we sent? That's not the fatigue. Start by that. Yeah. Then think about all the customer centricity we talked about and, and the fact that to be really customer centric, sometimes you need really to, I mean, step back to, to, uh, to think about what the customer will really uh, love to receive or, the, or, or appreciate the, the, the message or not at all. And if that's not the case, don't send the message. Yeah. You know, and I, I would challenge the folks listening to this podcast to actually, you know, bring this up in a meeting or bring this up with their yeah. boss and actually ask some of these questions. And, that's and, and, what, yeah. and, and, and maybe even pose a question like, why do you think average frequency is going to get you what you want when you can do X, Y, and Z and start to change your thinking a little bit? I think if we've, if we change one marketer's mind from this podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would consider it a success. That, uh, you, you know, <laughs> that's make me think of uh, something else we, we talk in the, in the, when we are gathering our, our ideas is that all this time spent uh, looking at what's the pressure, building cohorts of group of people receive three, five, ten co uh, communication messages and saying, okay, all this time spent on this analysis, just challenge it to do what? What's yeah. the outcome? So you have group, you, you, you know that you have group of people who receive different number of messages. Fine. But uh, you mentioned that matter that in the same cohort of people rec who received five messages, did they actually receive the same content? Mm. That's the first question. That's no. Oh, so you need to break down that again. And that, I mean, to end up in a then then in terms of learning of action, what's what are the action you will you will take from this analysis or reading? Save this time. I mean, ask you the question uh, first. Uh, okay, and the conclusion might be mm, there is not a lot to to do from here. And then save this time and take time to talk about that so with uh, with your peer. What's yeah. re revise challenge the action you already have that are flagged as customer-centric journeys or action or campaign. And are they really customer-centric? Are they really... I am forcing some people to receive message anyway with some customer-centric information because we 
pushed uh, an information about uh, what they like in terms of uh, category because they just navigated on the website uh, last week on, on that category. And that's not being customer-centric. Yeah. And is the outcome really even measurable to your yeah, point? Yeah. If you're taking two groups of people and comparing them along a same level of frequency, even if the messages are the same, it's going to be relevant to some but not relevant to others, but your averages aren't going to pick up on message relevancy because to your point, going back to the beginning, that is a sentiment. So it is not yeah. something that you can just you can pick up in, a, in, an, in an average number. So again, I'm hoping that... Maybe today we changed a mind or two, um, but we would definitely be happy to hear your thoughts on it. Or if you have had any conversations after this podcast uh, that are that are sort of along these lines, love to kind of hear how they went. Yeah, so, and 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 uh, if you want to talk about it with us, I mean, uh, we are happy to do that uh, on the podcast, uh, on what one uh, on LinkedIn, wherever you want. Uh, I'm really happy to uh, to have this discussion. That's uh, I mean, we are passionate about it, so. Don't, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Uh, it's definitely a topic that uh, people have been very vocal about wanting to hear. So we hope you enjoyed it. And again, please make sure you, uh, you comment or like. And also, um, if you have any questions or want to chat, as Ben said, please reach out. Thank you. And uh, talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.